Hello everyone, welcome back to the Deep Dive Reviews podcast and I am your host James Mulholland and with me yet again is Jack, I mean Matthew Kelly. Hello James, it's a, a pleasure to be with you. This is the Deep Dive Reviews podcast. <laughs> That's the way we should definitely open this this up and that should be like the opening of some music, you know. Did it did it did it welcome to the Deep Dive Review Podcast? I'd like to you know, you're supposed to make people want to watch your video or listen to your podcast. I, I quite like the idea of making just even a ten second intro and endurance test to see if they if they stick around. Uh, I think the amount of people who have unclicked on the YouTube video by now is <laughs> it's probably oh, it's probably I, having the reverse effect. I, I, I think I think so too. What what could be more boring than a really obnoxious introduction than talking about what a really obnoxious introduction, introduction would be, is, would be like? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and t- so today for the our episode today, we're talking about and what's really interesting about this is Matthew hadn't seen it until a day or two ago, a couple of days ago, and I've only seen it once. Yet I put it on one on my favorite list of movies ever. And it's because of, of the impact it had on me and I could remember so much of it. And I rewatched it for only the second time yesterday. I've only seen it three years ago. And the movie is Spirited Away, the animated movie. And Matthew, do you want to just take us into a brief brief idea of the basic story? Because the basic story is fine, but this movie, is it's all about what's underneath everything. Yeah, the base, the basic story. I'm not going to go too far with this because it kind of, uh, well, because it's going to kind of give you my experience of watching it for the first time is is um kind of bafflement and wonder and confusion after a certain point. So, Jurito uh, is a little girl who is uh, an eight, ten year old girl. She is moving house for the first time. She's in the back. Um, she's in the back of her parents' car, and she's clutching uh, a little, a little. Um, a bouquet of flowers that she's been given by a friend as a going away present. And she keeps crying and saying, oh, it's going to be terrible. I lose all my friends. And her parents are saying, you know, you have to grow up and moving house can be a big adventure. Um, and then they get kind of out of the town into the countryside. And then we have a piece of indefensible sexism where a man her father refuses to ask for directions or listen to advice from his mother and just decides to drive really fast down a road through bushes and hedges. And you're like, what the hell's going on here? So we're, we're off to a bad start with that level of sexism. Uh, and then the car stops suddenly comes into a little clearing and there's a, there's a little stone statue and there's what looks like an old, uh, an old temple. And you kind of go, okay, we're getting into magical territory here. They go over and the father says, that's ah, fake. It's, it's made out of plaster. It's made up to look like a temple. So, okay, that's getting weird. Then they go through the, they go through the clearing and this thing and then suddenly they're out um, and there's all these other buildings dotted across the landscape. And the father says, ah, must be one of those abandoned theme parks. They built loads of those in the 90s. And I'm like, okay, is that a thing in Japan? Just abandoned theme parks? And you know, okay, this is not really an abandoned theme park. What's going on? So then anyway, they're, they're walking through the streets and there's, there's fans turning and stuff like that. And there's fresh food with steam rising off it. So you're like, okay, what the hell's going on here? There's something strange happening. No, nobody's about it. Nobody's about, and the parents say like, "Oh well, I got." The father says, "I got cash. I got credit cards. I can, <laughs> I can, I, I can, uh, I can pay for this stuff. Don't worry. When pe- people come back, so you're like, there's clearly someone around. The hell's going on?" And the parents just start pigging out. They start eating a load of food, and and I say pigging out because their their sounds start to sound a little bit, yeah, a little yeah. bit onkish by the way they're eating. Drita go. Drita goes off for a little walk. I think is that the point that she meets uh, Haku. That she meets Haku, so she sees yeah. another human. He tells her, "You got to get out of here. You got to get out of here. It's gets dark. It's going to yeah. be bad." Yeah, doesn't explain why. She runs back, and it's kind of been like a little bit foreshadowed by the noise. So weirdly, I wasn't actually surprised when she came back and her ter- her parents had turned into pigs. It's, it's I was not like, surprised. Okay, it's more yeah. Okay, <laughs> what? <laughs> You're you're slowly becoming like acclimatized to this world, right? Of okay, because you expect a lot of children's uh, books, a lot of children's movies have this thing where the kid gets separated from the parents and has to kind of find their own way um, or whatever. So you're not entirely surprised. You're like, okay, this is gonna be her on her own probably for the movie, and then 
it gets dark and all these spirits start coming off a boat and you only know that they're even there because they're putting on they're putting on like jackets or robes or something and that's the only thing that gives their bodies any shape Shake, yeah um and there's a stream of them coming off and you're going oh my god what the hell is this what then, has james made me watch <laughs> the next thing you realize she's in the basement of a bathhouse um which i think is more is a more culturally common thing in japan i'm not sure in modern japan but i think it's something the japanese audience will be more familiar with she's in a bathhouse basement asking for a job from a man with multiple legs yeah. whose, whose workers are a load of uh, pieces of soot that have been given life um, and they're dragging coal and putting it into a big furnace and she's got to get a job yeah. uh, from the witch that runs the bathhouse I, I don't think I need to go any further than that because at that point I was just like oh my god this is mental what is, what is happening in a really good way though right in a, in a really, really good in a really good way, man. I'm, I, I, I'm kind of glad you kind of, I was kind of like, just explain the gist of the story and then you kind of started getting into it, but I don't mind because I, I do want your experience of seeing it for the first time because I remember watching it for the first time and I really quickly, I told you this story before, I had it for ages, kept not watching it. A friend of mine said to me one day, you have to watch it, it's amazing. I was yeah. one in the morning, I wasn't really tired, but I, I, I didn't really want to watch a movie. I was kind of looking for something to put me to sleep. So I said, oh, I'll put Spirited Away on. I watched the whole movie, it's a goddamn two hour movie. And it was like three in the morning and I had tears rolling in my eyes when it was over, specifically because I didn't want the movie to end because I love the world so much that when she's leaving and she lets go of Haku's hand and I knew that that was the end of that world, we're not seeing it again. Yeah, I, yeah. I actually, it actually hit me. And that's why the movie stayed with me for so long because of that emotion it got out of me. And... Uh, and funnily enough, when I watched it last night, I watched, put it on at 1 a.m., which was just a coincidence, and I finished it at 3 a.m. So I think Spirited Away is going to have to be my 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. watch every time I watch it at this point. But it is, <laughs> yeah. man, I remember watching it, and um, like to start off, I love the animation style because Child of the 90s, I love the old animation style yeah, instead of yeah. this kind of newer animation yeah. style. Um, I think it's a big reason that I've grown towards anime movies and shows in the last few years because they they do have this you know there there some of them are starting to go more CGI orientated even Studio Ghibli's newest movie if I know right has gone away from hand drawn and completely CG which is a shame because it is a stylistic choice and it's a style that I really love and this movie made me feel like a kid again you know made me feel like the first time I watched Fox and the Hound as a child or some of these movies you know yeah and yeah. um it's just it's it's so well animated. Every frame is just amazing. It really is. Like the detail, the colours, the way it's coloured. It's saturated, but it's not giving you a headache, oversaturated kind of if you get what I'm saying. It's 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 like a wash that's saturated. It's uh, which is just two things that don't go together. But it, it's it, like it's like a series of watercolors or something, right? The, yeah, a lot yeah. of this, a lot of the Im still images in it. Like the still images are amazing, man. You look at them, and again, we talk about cinematography a lot because I because I, I DP a lot, and it's it's you look at some of the images in this, and they're just beautiful. Um, the character designs are just out of this world. Like yeah, every yeah. single character is amazing. Like, you know, you watch movies and you say, that character looks cool. That character looks cool. The background characters are sometimes flat. This Every character in this is is such a unique and amazing design. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, and man, I was just floored. I was like you. What the hell is going on? You know, I wasn't really, I, I, the only anime stuff I'd watched, I'd probably seen a couple of anime movies, but I was only after getting into Attack on Titan at the time. And then I was starting to get into anime stuff. I probably watched that Note, Code Geass, which are shows that anime people will know. And then this was like, I'll start watching a couple of these Ghibli movies because everybody says Studio Ghibli is the Pixar of, you know, anime, basically. Mm. And, uh, and they are, but I don't even know if I, I, I think I might even prefer Studio Ghibli movies. And I really love Pixar movies, but like, pick, pick, like Pixar have Wally and a couple of others that I really love, while Studio Ghibli have five, six, seven, eight, you know, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll probably cover a few of them in the future, especially if you, if you did end up enjoying this one. But, um, and this man, it's just beautiful. And I think what the thing is for me 
it's such a unique way of telling a story and it's anime inspirations or it's Asian inspirations because of their, like, I don't understand some of the stuff because I don't, I'm not qualified in Japanese culture. You know, I don't know that much about Japanese yeah, culture, yeah. but I'm really, <clears throat> I've really taken a loving for the way, like I watch a lot of uh, Korean movies, for instance, and you notice I watched Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance the other day and I'm after ordering a load more. We done Parasite. And I'm I'm really graduating towards their storytelling more than like Western culture storytelling yeah. in, over the last few years. And I'm not saying it's better or whatever. It's just different. And I appreciate its differences. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. this movie, man, it doesn't really have a... It's kind of a lot of mini plots stitched together. Do you know what I mean? There's no... Um, uh, I mean, Pixar... Just compare a little bit to Pixar. The, the feels the as great as a lot of Pixar movies are, there's, there's, there's a kind of, a, you feel there's a certain formula and it, you can kind of feel the gears turning at certain times. This doesn't really have a, what, like a 30 minute setup and then an hour, whatever conflict and half an yeah. hour resolution. This, they, just more, more stuff keeps happening and getting revealed to you, new stuff in yeah. the bit of the movie where the, uh, yeah, where the conflict is supposed to be happening. There kind of is a final act. Um, but, yeah. There's not really a middle act of a movie like in a traditional, like you said, traditional, like a Western way or a, or a Hollywood, well, a Hollywood way anyway. Um, no, more stuff keeps coming out, uh, out, right? Yeah, it's, it's well, man, here's something interesting I read because um, I haven't really done much research into this movie. Like I said, I saw it once and it stuck with me. And yeah. I, I, I always told people, Look, I love Wally and Toy Story and this, but this this movie's spe- it's a special movie, and I it might I might prefer it. It might be one of these movies I've watched later in life that actually takes the place of something that I hold dear, you know, like a yeah. Toy Story or whatever. And uh, I was reading up a bit in it today before we did the podcast, and I read that uh, it didn't have a script really. Uh, this is what I've also read. So this is how Miyazaki makes, uh, should say the director one, Haito Miyazaki, uh, how he makes a lot of his movies is he starts storyboarding and then the movie goes into production and then the script kind of comes after. Yeah, he, he said here, the film makes itself and I am the one who follows it. Yeah. And I, I don't know, again, I don't know if this is very, I, I just, I've seen this a lot in Asian-based movies where it's like the they're very much character. Well, I'm I'm sure there's plot-driven stories. Well, I suppose Parasite's kind of kind of plot, but it, it's they're so heavily character-driven, mm, you know. Yeah. Um, and this is a character-driven story to a degree. As soon as she's t- told, you need to go down to the boiler room to get a job. She's kind of she's going and doing things and going on and doing this, and then she's doing this. And basically the first half of the movie, she's been led, but then the second half of the movie, she's leading and fixing the problems. Yeah, so she's... Which is the the character. Personal growth, yeah. Yeah, the start of the movie, she's crying, and we've left all her friends and moving to a new place. And by the end of the movie, her literal last line of dialogue is she can handle it. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. Which is her journey as a character, which some reviews supposedly, um, if Western critics said that she's very annoying and spoiled, which is, I don't find her annoying at all. I kind of find her cute. She's a child at the end of the day, but I never find her annoying. But like they do, they set the stuff up for her so that she does have the growth, but it didn't bother me in an annoying way. Mm, no I, I, it's to do with the animation and also I watched the dub I don't know if you watched the dub um, but I, the, I, the voice I, actress is really cute I would have preferred to not watch the dub but um, yeah because in my eyesight it takes me a long time to watch um, like with the, like one, of, one of these episodes we did Parasite and I, I just watched it I just watched it without reading the subtitles the second time. The first time I watched Parasite, it took me about four and a half hours to watch because yeah, I kept, yeah. pausing, kept pausing to read. So I watched it with the American dub, which I feel I probably lost a little something from that. But I think dubbing works differently with animation anyway, right? I mean, I think you can, you can, get, you can get away with it much better. And it was supervised by... Um, it was supervised by John Lasseter and, and some of the Pixar guys. That's so right. it wasn't That's, yeah. It wasn't just a kind of a ham fisted quick dub to let's throw this up on Netflix with a couple I of actors. I think it's a great it, you know? dub, man. I yeah, think it's I mean, fantastic. I, I do agree, maybe I still think this movie's a ten out of ten masterpiece, but maybe there's a little bit lost in the charm slightly, but I, I don't feel it, but I could definitely see some some people saying 
it, but I don't feel yeah. it. I think the I think the voice cast does an amazing job across the board. But uh, I wanted to know, so like, let me know because we'll get into some I've notes here. If anybody sees me looking down, it's because I have notes on my phone. But uh, overall, like before we kind of get in more things, so how did you feel by the end of the movie? Did you were you just like, wow, this was something I've, like I've never seen before, or did it make did it like what? What was your experience by the time the film was over? Um, it, it was, um, I have to say, during part of the middle of the movie and towards the end, I started to become just a little bit confused and like, wow, here's another surprise, here's another surprise. And like then no at some fits, point, was it? Uh, there, there's, a, there's a scene when we're kind of introduced to two characters almost at the same time. Almost, at, well, one of them's been introduced a little bit earlier, but we still wonder what the hell's going on with him. And then suddenly another character comes in out of nowhere and is like, oh, now this guy's coming as well. It's like, what the hell is happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, but I, I kind of forgive it. I, like, I, I forgive it that just because the whole package is so amazing. But at some point towards the end of the movie, this, this weird sense of kind of calm and peace came over me. I think it's particularly because of this this journey they make on a train, which maybe maybe we'll get into. Yeah. Um, and there's just something so gorgeous and kind of um, kind of melancholy, a little bit melancholy. Um, beautiful, like a little kind of thing of I don't know something about growing up or whatever. It might have tapped into something about like from your your past or whatever. But um, ah, I, I kind of. I, part of me wanted to, and I haven't, because I've only watched it once uh, now, and then I went off and tried to do a little bit of research for this. Uh, I haven't watched it since, but I wanted to. I wanted to watch it straight away again after, yeah. Yeah. even yeah. though I, I did. I didn't have the time, but I really did want to watch it straight away after. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 definitely it's it's weird because I watched it once and then never watched it again, which was just it wasn't because, the movie's fault. It was just. I'd seen it, it left me somewhere and I didn't want to watch it again because sometimes when I see something so good, I don't want to, I don't want to no country it or I watch no country for man every year to the point now where when I watch it now, it's like, I don't even really need to watch it. Cause I know, like I know line deliveries. I know, do you know yeah. what I mean? And I didn't want to do that with this because it's like, I want it to be very special every time I watch it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, I felt the same, man. I think it's a very, by the end of the movie, I think you self-reflect, look at yourself a little bit. You feel good. You feel sad, kind of. And I think it's just a movie that makes you feel something by the end of it. It's not like you just leave. If I left the cinema, if I saw this in the cinema and then I was walking home, which is, would be like a 30-minute walk home, I would just be, I would, that walk wouldn't exist. I'd be in a fairy tale. You yeah. know what I mean? I would literally just yeah. not, I'd probably get hit by a car because I just wouldn't be paying attention. I'd be away in my head <laughs> thinking of this movie. And yeah. it's, it's just, it's, it's amazing, man. Um, so so it, 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 it instantly jumped up for you. Did it, was it like, it, it, sometimes, man, when I see stuff like this, like I saw this, so what, probably I was 27. And you think by that age, you've seen the best of the best and you're looking yeah. for, you're looking for new stuff. You're looking for new movies that are at that level. You're like, right, when's the next time I'm going to get this? And then you go back and look at a different genre medium and you find something that people have talked about for years that you just ignored. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. This is this is one of these things that's at the best of the best, you know. And it's it's an amazing feeling to find this stuff. Yeah, I know my mother's a big fan of the movie and has. I mean, this movie is is almost twenty years old. Uh, mm -hmm. It had so like they had the the Japanese version with the subtitles and the dubbed um, uh, American version. DVDs of both of them in the house and I can remember my mother various times saying oh you should watch this movie it's very good and all I can remember is my mother liking it and her, her telling me that a giant baby turned into a mouse I was like oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. yeah so, so I was Anime. really I was really waiting for that bit to come up in the movie kind of going this is going to disappoint now because I know it's coming and it's probably not going to be as good it's actually better than I thought it was going to be because the mouse looks so cool this is fat little mouse <laughs> yeah yeah oh man that baby we get into some of the characters that baby that is so creepy when you first meet him he's yeah. massive and then he's like I'm going to break your arm if you don't play out me which is terrifying <laughs> yeah. it's like this is this is crazy shit this is anime just man they blend this stuff so well together yeah like uh, the things is this movie is very spiritual in a lot of ways I'm not a particularly spiritual person but it's very spiritual yeah. it also is touching on Japanese culture in a lot of ways that I 
don't understand, but I know it's doing it, but I don't understand yeah. because I, I'm not familiar with the Japanese culture in depth like that. I'd love to go there. Um, uh, I've read stuff about it. Uh, you know, I've read a lot about what the true meaning of the movie is. And again, it's kind of open to interpretation. I've read stuff that it's about old Japanese culture mixing with new Japanese culture. I've uh, read stuff about it's it's about growth and life growth and people growing up. And you can kind of see, like, it's. I think actually it's just a mixture of all of it. I, I think there's no there's no team kind of superimposed. <clears throat> excuse me, there's no team superimposed on the top of it. Like there's a bit there's a bit where River God, could, and it's kind of only explained in a couple of lines. He can't get back home because they built apartments where his river used to be, and they filled it in, which is such a strange mix between the modern and this mystical ancient thing. So I mean, I think there's definitely there's some some of that in the movie, there's but some it's of not that it's not movie. not very heavily so. Well, right? well even even the river spirit that's polluted you have yeah. this whole 15 minute sequence where this big slimy spirit comes into the <laughs> comes into the bathhouse and everybody's like he's stinking up the place yeah and you have this whole sequence of trying to clean him up and then you you uh, you find out there's a thorn in his stomach but it's not actually a thorn it's like a bicycle and then they keep pulling and all this stuff is coming out of him until he's eventually cleaned up and goes back to his river or whatever yeah. and uh it's it's you know again that's about pollution and you know the rivers polluted and stuff so there's all these yeah it's based on an actual based on an actual time that the director and I don't know people in his community or something cleaned up a real river right and there was a bicycle in it so he just said I'm putting this in the movie <laughs> I didn't know that that's actually brilliant I didn't it's I really, actually yeah. yeah yeah apparently so yeah that's that's brilliant man but yeah. like, it is man it's it you've died and then no face is kind of no face is the probably in a way the most fascinating because doesn't really speak until he yeah. inherits the traits of the frog. Yeah. And as he keeps eating things, he's inheriting their traits. So he's kind of like a mirror that just soaks up stuff. But the one thing he wants is the, is the kind not the affection, but the approval of, of Sen. Uh, I know that's not the character's real name. I can't remember the character's real name because they keep calling her Sen throughout the movie. Uh, you know, is- I know. She gets they give her they give her a work name right when she gets and the she job. Can't, and she can't forget her if she forgets her main name because that's what happens with Haku. He forgets uh, his Chir- name. Chir- or Jirito. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so no face is a uh, and because no face. I've always seen no face on images of this movie. Do you know, when I was in the DVD shop, I'm pretty sure no face was on the cover, and I was always like, "What is? What's this?" So when I was first saw it in the movie, I don't know if it was like you. When I first saw no face in the movie, I was like. Oh, okay, right now, okay, what's this character? And I was like, yeah. this character's not even really in the movie that much. And it's a very background-driven character and doesn't have dialogue and is kind of really cute at times and then kind of utterly terrifying at times, especially when he's chasing her and vomiting and everything up. Yeah. I always felt this unease when she was waiting for the train and he's coming up the river. There was just an unease about it to me. Yeah, it. it I, I, I still don't know what that character is in a way that there's some there's apparently I've I've seen a couple of things written about it where there's some loose inspiration on a on a silkworm um for I don't know there's something in there but the actual image of it the effect that it has on you in the movie is I don't know you see that black and white two tone color scheme you think okay something sinister yeah. we're going to find out this character is dark and yeah. then so, suddenly the character is like childishly naive <laughs> and yeah. then it's a mon- then it's a monster yeah it's yeah, very that, yeah. yeah yeah it's a good design because the first time you see it I believe is the bridge and it's just, yeah. it comes out of nowhere and it's just staring at her and there's just <laughs> something really unsettling about it. I, but yeah. it, it, it's just, it's a really cool design, man. Um, but some notes I have here, man, you can bring up some of your uh, research, but we will run through this. Like a lot of this is just, um, a lot of this is just like her growth stuff. Like, you know, the boiler man helps her out and she doesn't say thanks to him and your wom- the woman um, who's helping her brings it up. You know, say thanks to him. He's after sticking his ass on the line for you, you know, mm. she goes up to the witch and the witch is like, you, uh, you're pathetic. And she doesn't knock on the door. And she's like, you think you'd knock on the door, you know, hitting these things that she's no manner. She's all yeah. this. And these are just sm- small things for character growth, you know, uh, like there's interesting stuff. Like the witch took an oath to give anyone a job that asks. And she, <laughs> she, deli- she deliberately says a line like, uh, I hate having to be so nice. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like literally like 10 seconds before this, she has like her fingers around the little girl's throat and is threatening to give her a job that'll walk her to death. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how do you mix that line with then all of a sudden saying, I hate being so nice? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. You're just you don't know what even what type of character you're you're dealing with, right? With the witch, because she's a witch in an old-fashioned storybook way, but she's also like, oh, why did I put that thing in my contract where I have to give everyone a job, <laughs> last for a job? Man, that character so made the design of that character is so goddamn good, yeah. man. It's yeah. so, and they put a coat on her, and she turns into like a bird and. It's just amazing, man. Yeah. She starts flying. Again, it's just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, when she starts flying, it's like, what the fuck is going on? But also, yeah, okay. Why why, why wouldn't she be a bird? Like, you know, yeah, okay. That's, that's the thing about this movie, man. Like, a lot of movies, you'd be like, oh, this is ridiculous. You're just like, okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> why yeah. not at this point? Uh, such a great character man um, so much fun every scene she's in she kind of a scene stealer that character every scene she's in yeah. she steals it like but the thing is every there's like there's horror and Haku's interesting at the start because the mystery of this and people are saying he's good he's bad or what is he and trying to figure that out the yeah. woman character can't remember her name that helps her you know that already works there a good character the boiler man is f- an amazing design kind of yeah. reminds me of a uh, Dr. Robotnik from Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't know if you remember his design from the game. I, I do. He, do he does look a bit like him. The top part, yeah. The yeah, top part, yeah. yeah. Uh, what else? No face. Uh, the, the, the human-like characters with the eyes like right to the side of their heads. Um, There's just amazing designs. Yeah, yeah. Throughout. I keep I'm gonna like keep saying that. But yeah, the witch the witch is a fascinating character. Uh and I have a little note here because I just wanted to bring it up. What the hell is up with the three green heads? Oh, who well, what's the sound they make um in the English dub anyway? They go like hood, 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 hood. <laughs> But I was like I just took it down as a note. I was like, what is the crack with these three heads? What is this? What are they supposed to simplify? If they're supposed to simplify editing, like Well, they 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 turn into a giant baby so that the giant baby can get stolen and turned into a mouse. Yeah. And then yeah. they get then they get turned back into a giant baby. She's she's a bad mother, the witch. That's what we can't say for her, because she doesn't realize that her her giant baby has been kidnapped, turned into a mouse, and is now actually three giant heads that go root, root. <laughs> and they keep eating. They keep eating, and she's like, "What the?" Hell? And and also before we move on that point about the witch and and the baby, um, there's a weird dynamic between the two of them because she wants to have the baby wrapped up and and stayed inside in a room. She doesn't want it yeah. outside, and the baby's terrified of germs and stuff because that's how. Sen, you know, goes, I have germs and the, the baby starts screaming and that's what, uh, when it's holding on to her and has her trapped, that's how she escapes. And that's the thing, she starts, Sen as a character, starts using her brain to get out of situations. Yeah, more yeah, more, yeah. Which again, yeah. Is, pardon me, is the character growth and not relying on others, but relying on yourself. Yeah. I think there's probably lots of little moral because the movie is so like on the surface, so sort of bewildering in such a gorgeous and wonderful way. But you do notice as you're passing through it, there's lots of little kind of moral lessons and stuff peppered in where she refuses the she refuses gold at one point and all the other she only characters are, are one, jumping on it, right? She only wants yeah. one token and yeah. she doesn't want to be greedy. Like yeah. while a lot of people are greedy inside with the gold. Yeah, man, like that's what I mean. The movie isn't just about one thing. It's about a multitude of things. Like the witch and the baby, are they touching on, you know, mothers who are overprotective of their kids, you know, keeping them inside, you know, like once the baby's out, yeah, yeah, like that's the obvious connection, you know, because when the baby comes back at the end and she's like, she's really angry and the baby's like, I was having fun, you know, and all this. And yeah, 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 yeah. So the baby has grown actually in similar to the way that Sam has grown actually as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think all the, maybe all the characters in a way have grown. I I don't know. I haven't looked at it uh, in that way, but I'm thinking off top of my head, um, apart from her parents, (laughs) who by the end of the movie are pretty much exact same. They're like, hurry up. You shouldn't have ran away. What the hell are you doing? 
the the car, which has now got a lot of dust and leaves and shit on it, that's actually had more of a character journey than the, the parents. Than the parents have. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's probably true. I actually like that little detail because you could easily leave the movie thinking, oh, this was a child's imagination. It's all in our head. But surely the detail of the car has obviously been there for a little while shows that it all happened. Yeah, I, I I like that too. It's it's one of those choices at the end of the movie where you could you could you could do it either way, and it would still it would still be great. But it adds uh, it leaves you with that bit of wonder, like that there's there's magic in the real world almost. You know, I think the only thing is, man, if you want to if you want to look, at, you know, we want to go deep dive into this. Uh, you look at the end of the movie with the car with the with the dust and and and, and the leaves. And you realize that the dad has left for a new job. That's the whole reason they're moving. And when he gets there, he's going to be fired because he's about three weeks late. <laughs> and he's not going to be able to explain what happened. We just took it. We just, I don't understand what's happened. And he's, out, he, he's outgrown all his trousers now because when he was turned into a pig, he's turned back into a human now, but he's gotten a little bit fatter and none of his trousers fit him. He's got to buy a whole new set of, yeah. a whole new wardrobe. <laughs> So if if you want to think about what happens after the movie, there's probably a few complications that arise for a oh, sequel. I would, <laughs> I would, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. You do a sequel where uh, Sen is trying to explain that it's all real and they think, you know, she's mental issues and you play on the aspect of her having visions of the world again and we get to go back to see the world through that aspect or something. I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> it, well, no, I'm only joking. Like <laughs> if anybody thinks I'm being serious. Well, this is the this is the thing. Maybe the the, the difference, and again, not to not to uh, whatever say whatever uh, bad about Pixar, but you know that that Toy Story. You know, they made three of them, it finished, and then they were like, "Well, we can make money out of a fourth one of these." It just doesn't seem like it seemed like in the hands of a different studio, or if it was owned by someone different, they would have found a way to turn around a quick sequel to this movie, right? They, yeah. they would have. Yeah. Well. I love Pixar, man, because I don't want to make it feel like I'm shitting on them. I love Pixar, I really do. Um, like, the only ones I really haven't enjoyed is... I, and I, I actually kind of enjoyed the Cow movies for what they are. I didn't like the second one, but... Uh, like I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't like Cars. Yeah, I didn't, didn't like, like Cars. Well. I think, I think it's nah, I like, that's the only one I'd say I don't like, though, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's like a 6 out of 10 for me, but like it's not like I hate it. The second one, I don't like at all. Third one, again, is like a 6 out of 10. So it's not like I hate Pixar. You know, most of our yeah. movies are amazing. Yeah, and yeah. wasn't a big fan of Toy Story 4. I thought it was... I thought the first three wrapped up a story in an amazing way, and the fourth one kind of is like, oh, didn't need, didn't need this. But anyway, uh, yeah, no, I'm kind of glad, man, that we don't get a sequel to this because... I've I've had properties. <laughs> I told you about a video game, and I always said I never wanted a sequel, and they give me a sequel, and I think they kind of ruined it. But uh, from giving me that, and um, some other things, man, I have wrote down in my notes here for this is um, I t I found this interesting. So somebody tweeted Studio Ghibli asking, "What was the re relevance of the parents turning into pigs?" Because it is like, what the hell is this? Is this about, is it a reference to humans being pigs and greedy and blah, 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 blah. Uh, the reply was that the transformation is reflective of how people turned into pigs during Jap Japan's bubble economy of the 1980s, which was followed by a 1991 crash. And once someone becomes a pig, he or she will gradually have the body and soul of a pig, which just... Uh, which doesn't just apply to the fantasy world; it applies to the real world as well. So that's what that's what that's what was tweeted back at this person. Which is, that's what I mean. Every little detail, because like it is pretty much what I've said. You know, the, the human characters, greed, turning into pigs, all this sort but of pigs stuff. Pigs of pigs, obviously, in Japanese culture, represent um, you represent that that same thing. But it's a very it's a very elegant um, it's a very elegant and polite response. Like they didn't have to bother retweeting at that person in a very you know yeah. Talking about going back to the, um, I mean, I wouldn't know a lot about about modern uh, Japanese history, uh, even less probably than older Japanese history. Uh, well, they, they've obviously had an economic boom and a crash at some point in the eighties, right? So yeah. that's um, the director is going back twenty years, so he's probably referring back to that or, or remembering that. Yeah, in in his mind, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
if any, if if there was any, because I've I've kind of covered all my notes, man, in the sense that we've kind of talked about you know the character's journey and the the card at the end, and she's ready to handle stuff at the end. You know, the first half of the movie, she's kind of following lead. The second half of the movie, we've seen her progressing because she takes the lead. She fixes the situations. Sometimes she needs a little bit of help, but she's the one initiating those fixes. Um, but if you had this, is a tough one, and we'll get to the train scene, um, because we'll probably finish with that. But apart from the train scene, any other sequences or scenes that you that stand out? Now, here's the thing. There's a lot of them, actually, when you think about it, because there's a lot of... The boiler room sequence is fantastic. The cleaning the river thing, the uh, spirit is fantastic. The spirits arriving is fantastic. Her sequence when she first meets the witch is fantastic. You know, no faces sequences are fantastic. There, there are actually a lot of them. If Is there yeah. any... Apart from the train, is there like one in particular that you were just like, this is fun. This is amazing. The boilers, the boiler scene is, is like, is a lot of fun, but um, like really, really fun kind of that. I, I wished they just stayed there for the whole movie. <laughs> no dialogue, um, man. Really? I don't. Very, know very visually. Little bits of sound effects. It's, 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 it's beautifully done, but I would have to say like the, that that first night when the rain comes that stays then for the rest of the movie and becomes an ocean, it's just so beautiful to look at every image of that rain. That's when I first noticed, I think, how gorgeous the animation was in the movie. I was like, oh, yeah, it's a nice looking movie. But that was just so, oh, man, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of stayed with me. Those images burnt into me. Head, as I said, you could, you could, you could keep just keep pausing this movie and print off a still image and, and fill a gallery with some of the, yeah, the stuff. You know, it uh, that that it's not even a particular sequence, but you know, I think you know what I mean. That 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 night of rain, basically. that night of rain. Yeah, no, no, I, it's actually funny, man, because as the movies got older, people have enjoyed the quiet scenes, like the train, like that scene, like when she's just sitting watching, looking at the ocean. Yeah, the sequences that people remember, and I was actually going to bring up that scene as well. Since you've brought it up, uh, the boiler room is amazing. I really do love the sequence of her cleaning the um, the river spirit. I just think yeah. it's because by the time I was a bit tired, and that was the sequence that really woke me up. Because by the time that sequence was over, I was like, "This is just a fifteen. This is just a short movie." This is literally a short movie of a of a of a dirty demon, that stinking demon that comes into a a bathhouse and gets cleaned and gets freed. That's that's yeah. all it is. But it's just it's just amazing the way it's done. Um, I I just I I love the, like I said the reason the movie is so good is because all these little sequences are amazing and then they just stitch them together because it's not. It's not your traditional structure of storytelling, blah blah blah. Your three act structures. It's it's not really done. I'm sure you could break it down because you can kind. If you're looking for something, you can break anything down in that way. Almost, you know. This is the inciting incident. Yeah. This is this. This is you know. But this movie just feels different, but it still works in that way. Yeah. But uh, I'll let you kind of take on. I don't have too much more to say about this movie apart from people should definitely watch it. I'm very interested to see how kids of today would react to this movie. Um, but I think the older you get, the more you love it. More than more than kids loving it, I think the older you get, the more this movie becomes better and better and better to you. Uh, and but I'd love to know now if you want to talk about it, and, and then you can you can end on the train scene. Um. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. The, I think we mentioned the, the Toy Story trilogy and actually there's something in this and I don't know if this is just me or something that's in it, but there's a feeling at the end of Toy Story 3 where it, where it wraps up so well. It's like, there's a feeling of kind of your innocence going away or something yes. like that. Yeah, um, grow up. At a point everyone gets to, and so I think there's something like that in this um, in this movie. There is a little reference to the the Pixar mascot in this movie. Actually, looks or uh, there's a little lamp at one point. It's only like in a very short scene. Oh so yeah, 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 yeah. They're clearly you know influenced the different studios influenced by each other. The, but I th- so that thing about losing the innocence, I think, it might not have the same impact if it wasn't for as you said the. The animation style. So I think they still use, they, they use, I think now anyway, certain, there's ways to use computers for, I don't know, for rendering images or whatever the hell it is or for color and shade and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it's basically all hand-drawn. So it does, it reminds you of your childhood before. It does, yeah. Computer animation existed, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and computer computer games were little blobs and dots. And there's um, something charming about that style that just not cannot be replicated. 
No, there, there is, and it kind of, I don't want to sound too pretentious or something, but I think that's kind of what you're, I think I've seen in my mind's eye, I've seen in my imagination and dreams things that looked, now maybe it's because I've grown up seeing this stuff, so it ended up in my subconscious, but I've seen stuff that looks like that in my dreams. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. It's, hard, it's, it's hard to compare to something that looks like um, as beautiful and as like, geniusly done as a lot of the more modern stuff like Pixar, I guess probably invented it is doesn't have the same impact. And that might just be a function of like what age you are when you, you encounter stuff and what impact it has on your, your still growing brain or whatever. But like, it's, um, I, 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 like, I think it's a good escape from the world for, yeah for an adult. I think kids should probably have to love it because there's just so much stuff going on, but it's and a lovely escape. Humor. There is yeah. humor, man. Like she yeah. falls down the stairs and into the wall. There is definitely humor, <laughs> yeah. but I just, yeah. I just be, I just be fascinated. Yeah, man. Actually, that's the perfect. This is, this is probably the best escape as a movie I've ever seen. Yeah. In the sense that I really get teleported to this world, like really do. And like I said, the fact that when I first watched it, it brought a tear to my eye when I was leaving that world. I didn't want to leave yet. I was so, I wanted to stay in it and find out more and see the characters more. And, and not many movies do that, you know? Yeah. Um. So no. Yeah. I completely. I completely agree, man. It's. It's. It's amazing. And there is a big nostalgia thing. It gives me that feeling in my stomach that reminds me of when I was eight or nine. You know, watching yeah. kids, kid, like watching Disney movies and stuff. The thing is, a really quick note. I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'll try to pull an image up when I'm editing this for the YouTube. Uh, but I always call it the YouTube, <laughs> uh, the YouTube. But uh, that's, you sound like a, that's what a, if any any kids are watching this, um, they would say that you sound like a boomer. I sound like a boomer. Yeah. Call, you sound like a boomer calling it YouTube. I sound like a boomer by referring to kids. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's true. The, the, yeah, that's true. But the witch design in this, I thought was very not similar. There's aspects, especially the eyes, were very similar to the witch in Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. Oh, it could be. Do you know, well, actually, it reminded me of something and I couldn't remember what it reminded. It reminded me a little bit just generally of the, the Queen of Hearts in, in Alice in Wonderland, but maybe that's a better... Um... Yeah, you could be You could well, be right, actually, yeah. There is references, obviously, to Alice in Wonderland in this, 100%. But uh, I don't know, I, I could be wrong. I'll pull up an image of the two of them, but I just remember... Um, I haven't seen Snow White and Seven Dwarfs Man in a long, long time. Yeah, I watched no, it. I watched. Not... I watched it a lot as a kid. I haven't watched yeah. it at least twenty years, not easily more to be honest. Twenty-two years probably. But um, I do. I do remember the scenes with her eyes. I think there's a specific shot where everything goes dark apart from her eyes, and then it goes fully dark, and we transition to the next scene in Snow White. And if I remember that correctly, that's amazing because I haven't seen the movie in so long. But there were certain shots because there's a lot of close-up of her eyes. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. Those shots kept making me think of the witch from Snow White. So I, I don't know, wouldn't, but yeah. wouldn't surprise me if they were because um, I mean I take they, they take uh, uh, Disney people take a lot of inspiration from stuff they've done, and I think I think vice versa. Like there's this cross cross fertilization or whatever you want to call it going on between the the two. So it wouldn't surprise me if they put an image from a con or invoked an image, you know, yeah, from an iconic yeah. Disney cartoon. Um, but yeah, man, if you wanna, do you wanna, if you wanna discuss the classic, famous train scene, scene, a little bit, and we we can get that leading into our to our end of this discussion. And the, there's not so, so the the train is in, uh, is introduced. I think you see it maybe twice in the movie, and it's uh, the first time you see it. It's at a point in the movie where you're kind of going, "What the hell is going on here?" They're in. They seem to have gone out into a mystic past. And they're in an abandoned theme park at the same time, but the spirits. There's also a train. What the hell is that? Is that like a shuttle train in a theme yeah. park that was coming from the that car right, park? Yeah. And then you see it again, I think maybe a second time, and it's just sort of there. And then the third time, they're going on the train. And to, uh, they've got to follow the train tracks, I think, to get to the station. Yeah, which uh, is just a, which is just a stone kind of in the middle of the water. But yeah, and and they're but they're submerged, right? But they're not. It's not that deep. So this yeah. beautiful image of them going across the train tracks that are just kind of barely submerged, and then they get on the train, and there's just it's pretty much just still frames, right? There's very little movement when they're on the train. It's just this. It's just this 
breathing moment. It's like a it's like a middle eight or a bridge in a song or a bit when everything comes out apart from the drums or something. You know, it's just yeah. it's waiting to just. Um, it's kind of a reflective I, moment for me. It's like everything slows down. The whole movie slows down. There's music playing. We're cutting to different characters. And yeah. the train's just having this journey. And like you said, there's very little movement on the train. There's the famous still image on the train of No Face and, and Sen sitting there. Um, and the, the little mouse. And the, the, the little, <laughs> yeah, the little, uh, yeah. Uh, the, 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 all the characters on the journey. And um, it's a beautiful image. And it's just a beautiful sequence, man. I think you said it before we just started. It's very relaxing and, and kind of, it, it sets the tone for the end of the movie. Really? Yeah, it, it 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 does everything that follows on from there is, is is carried is carried through the, and it's more of a mood setting thing I think than a, than anything it tells you or or whatever it just it just suddenly puts you in this place, and by the end of the movie you're still you're still feeling like that you know they go on the train because they've got to go to bring a thing to a place to give it back to somebody so they can kind of resolve a part of the plot that's only just really appeared in the movie yeah. so it's like. Okay, there's a reason for them to get on the train, but it's not really, it's not what it's it's not what it's about, right? Yeah, well, it, it, they do that, man, and and like I can see people bringing up, for instance, when when she's riding on Haku to go back to the bathhouse, and they're riding and the music's playing and it's really well animated, and then all of a sudden she starts saying, "I remember, I know who you are. You're the Congo River or whatever spirit," and it kind of like, where the hell did this come from? <laughs> you know, but. I, it doesn't bother me at all because, and it could be down to the way the the train scene makes you feel, and you're just you're kind of ready for the movie to end. Even though, like I said, I didn't want to leave this world, but it, it yeah. makes you feel like it's just wrapping stuff up. And I can see people saying, "Oh, this is just kind of random, isn't it?" Like, but it didn't bother me, and that's the only thing I can say about it. It didn't bother me. Yeah, and I think um, I I did think it was totally random, but. And then she explains about how he, he's a river spirit. Oh, I know where that, the, that river used to be. There's apartments there, so that's why you can't get home. But he, he helped her when he helped her when she first arrived at the place. So she ultimately helps him uh, discover what his real what his real name is because your name yeah. your name is stolen from you when you sign the the contract the, co- the contract with the with the witch. Um, so like, yeah, I don't know. It 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 does kind of come out of nowhere, but not. It, it's it's as if the movie has earned so much from you that you're like, yeah, I don't, I, I that's fine, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, and I, I I don't know if that's maybe people could say, oh, you're kind of giving it a pass, but maybe I am. But at the other, at the other, the movie does it earns that pass, Do you know? Well, it, it's it's a masterpiece, so it's like, yeah, that's fine, Do you know. Maybe and maybe man, maybe I need to watch it again and look out for hints of that because I know there's a lot of shots of her her shoes and where's my shoes and stuff. Maybe there's hints of the river stuff or something that happened in the past, but um, I didn't notice it because I kind of forgot that that was the the reveal of that. To be honest, but so maybe I'm being a bit ignorant here. But I, I felt like that it was very random. But like I said, it didn't didn't bother me. I think probably if 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 we what we talked about like of how the film unfolds is that it starts from storyboards that just comes out of Izaki's imagination and it starts getting animated and then script and and I guess to some extent right story comes later even if it's like it's a lot of images if you were to sit down and write a screenplay you'd have stuff where it'd be like okay well this is going to get resolved at the end so you need at least a mention of this at this point and you need a mention of this at this point and you need whatever else if you did it by the numbers probably there'd be some more shit in the movie to explain that, but like you'd lose all the magic <laughs> yeah. and all the other, all the other weird random stuff that happens. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think it's probably like, don't, don't do it by the numbers when you're writing a script, if you're a genius, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. you know, other, otherwise maybe, maybe start off and you can use those kind of things as a good tool. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, 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 we look at a lot of films, man. Like, and, and I, I look a lot at them as studying them kind of for, you know, making our own stuff or, or whatever. And, uh, this is different though. I don't study this movie for that. Probably cause I'm not going to, I'm not an animator and I'm not going to make yeah. an animated movie. Yeah. Um, but, it's just it's 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 just beautiful. I wrote a review on Letterboxd today, and I said if if you could ever describe one movie with the word beautiful, this is that movie. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's from everything from art to character work to the music to the way it makes you feel to the end. You know? So that that's why it's definitely 
it's up there with like Wally and stuff is like my highest recommendation for animated stuff. And there's more print that there's more like Princess Mononoke. I'd be very interested to discuss. There's more Ghibli movies, man, Castle in the Sky and stuff, which at some point, not not probably near time future, but at some point we might get that. Um, yeah, man, the Netflix have um, all them, all the Ghibli movies. So there's about yeah, there's about six or seven of them anyway. Like I guess I guess that is. Is that's it not all of them? Is it not? They they, they they have a lot of the main ones. I know they have. Toyo and stuff like that. So I, mean, I think they have. Yeah, uh, something there was a castle in the title. I can't remember. Um, but they seem to have a few of them, and they're all the they're all the ones because they they did a deal. I think Disney uh, just, uh, apparently basically bought the whole catalog from them, and you know got all the voice actors in. And I think the deal was that they wouldn't change anything. Basically, yeah, they've added the odd line of dialogue to this movie and possibly to the other ones for like for this. Stuff a Western audience wouldn't maybe know. There's just a little bit where they kind of explain, but apparently it's very it's very sparsely done. So I don't know why they're why they're allowed to be on Netflix if Disney did them. Maybe they don't have exclusive rights to them. Um, oh, true. Yeah, we don't live in that future dystopia yet where there's nothing. Everything, yeah, everything on Mouse, Disney Plus. Where Mickey Mouse is actually like his South Park rendering of Mickey Mouse where he's going around swearing at people. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You fuckers! You fuckers! <laughs> uh, no, man. Well, that's that's probably the best place to end this. Highly recommend. Um, there's a lot of different theories out there on, on every aspect of the movie. Yeah. But uh, it, it's just highly recommend anybody that's listening. If you haven't seen it, it's definitely even even if you ended up hating it, it's def it's a movie worth watching to experience it. Even if even if somehow you think it's terrible or boring, yeah. I, I can maybe people might some some very casual movie goers will find it boring. Maybe, but it's still worth seeing for because it's just so different than anything else. Yeah. So we're gonna leave it there today, Matthew. We have I uh, we will have another episode next week. Um, I have a few different movies. I'll talk to you about it. Possibly Prisoners. Have you seen Prisoners yet? I have. Yeah. Yeah. You've watched? Did you watch it recently, or have you seen it before? I, you know, sometimes you're on the lockdown, but like, what, what does that even mean? That that just feels like a decade ago. So yeah, true, <laughs> true. So we will leave it there. Thank you very much for tuning in, guys. I'm goodbye. James. That's Matthew, and this is a goodbye. And I'm going to cut to a clip here of when Sen turns around at the door and waves goodbye to the boiler man and then she closes the door. <laughs> <laughs>